0: Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that guy that lives in Seattle but still gets his truck lifted, there's honestly no reason for that. This podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, another very special guest. He's the youth pastor at Christian Life Center in Freeland, Washington. He's the owner of South Island CrossFit in Langley, Washington. And he won't admit it, but he is a sucker for a good blizzard from Dairy Queen. My friend, Mr. Daniel Jensen. Daniel, how are you doing today, man?
1: I'm good. I I have not had a blizzard in uh, six months. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I can't sure. can't verify that, but I am. That's my
0: mental. That's my memory. Yeah, I can't verify yeah. my memory either. So, hello. No, that's right. That's right. We're gonna go with that. Thanks for being on the podcast with me, man. I appreciate it. You bet. It's, I'm
1: glad it uh, it worked out. That, I mean,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. We had some behind the scenes trouble. Um, basically, centered around Daniel trying to use a a, a MacBook or no, not a MacBook, a Mac Mini Mac from Mini. 2011. We spent almost an hour trying to troubleshoot it, and then he told me at the end that he has a 2018 Mac at home that he could be using, and I about uh, flipped my lid. But that's okay. That's either here nor there. We. I just believe that it's a Mac, so it's going to work,
1: and um, (laughs) and it did work. It just it wasn't. I mean, it was my issue, but you know, the problem was is that. Josh kept hearing himself and you know how that goes he just couldn't stand it and so it didn't work for his podcast so now that
0: That's now that
1: we have the right uh, updated mac for him now he he probably in the audio he just he can hear himself or not hear himself the way he wants to so
0: exactly look, yeah cuz contrary I, to contrary to popular belief i actually don't like the sound of my own voice <laughs> Huh. Um, so Dan, <laughs> so Daniel, before we get going here, I got a question for you, man. Um, mm-hmm. as the owner of a CrossFit, how do you, how do you get around the, the social stigma CrossFit guys have of simply, of simply being the modern and more in shape, uh, Richard Simmons? Well, well, <laughs> that's interesting.
1: We do play, we do play fun music and, um, we make people sweat and, um, I, 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 I obviously don't get around it because, um, because people still refer to me as the Island Richard Simmons, apparently actually I've never heard that before. So, um, Josh, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah.
0: We can start something right now. (laughs) The next time we have a CrossFit
1: class, I'm going to, um, remember that. And then all I'm going to think about is Richard Simmons. No, um, that's right. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting life being a CrossFit instructor and owner. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what's your
0: was- what's your go to workout attire, man? Like, like, are you going oh. the sweats with the shorts over the top and like a, a tight tank top? Or are you like Mr. Like Lucy Goosey out there with a, you know, sweatshirt and and baggy sweats? What's your go to T-shirt and shorts? That's all it is. T-shirt and shorts. OK, that's all it. right. Yep, Keep all it right. simple. Classic. Keep it Keep simple. It simple.
1: I, if I, if I right. make it too fancy, you know, then the people come in and think that it has to be
0: fancy. You just really want people to think that's it's right. normal. So, um, that's right. Um, so, Hey, anyway, before we get going and actually start talking about important things, um, Daniel, give us a short bio of who you are, um, married kids, little known fun fact, uh, what you do for a living. Tell us a little bit about you, man.
1: Um, well, uh, I am married. My wife's name is Kular. And we got married in 2012 and, um, our son Grayson was born to us in December uh, of 2015. So he's just a little over three and a half year or not, th- not quite three and a half years, but he actually loves doing CrossFit stuff. You know, he came into the gym today and he was, um, working on his handstands with me. So we were working on handstands and,
0: uh, you need to get him like progressively like bigger and bigger tires for him to be flipping. You know, so yeah. like start with like a little Tonka truck tires and then a bike tire, mm-hmm. motorcycle tire, and then graduate to the big tractor tires.
1: We have a 500-pound tire that I, I I can't even budge, but um, but we do have some lighter ones that are like 100 pounds.
0: Those aren't too bad. There we really. go. There we go. Goals. You are also a youth pastor, right? So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. yeah so um,
0: we've been attending our church for
1: about three years, and um, I was uh, camp director at Lakeside Bible camp for a while. And, uh, all right. And about the same week, um, our family pastor, our church, um, left and resigned. And then our, our lead pastor gave me a call and said, well, you know, the church isn't at a point where we can hire you full time, but we can, uh, we'd like to offer you and your wife, both a part-time, both part-time roles at our church. So, um, I told him, well, I had a full-time job and I don't know that would work, but, um, that very same week, The CrossFit gym we had been attending and been members at, the owner approached us and she said, "Hey, we're uh, my husband just got offered a job in Louisiana, and um, I was kind of working towards getting certified and to be a a trainer there." And she's like, "Would you and your wife be interested in owning the gym?" And I thought, so I was like, "Well, do you think like owning the gym and being a youth pastor, and my wife being a children's director, you know, all part-time roles, you think that would work?" and be able to sustain ourselves, but at the same time, um, we we, we looked at it and thought, um, you know, God's put in front of us an opportunity to be in our community and not just um, being a camp director where our community sort of is the camp and um, the area of Seattle, but this gave us an opportunity to be in the local community between Clinton, Langley, and Freeland and um, to not just be a pastor I'm at a church but to be uh in the community as a business owner and to sort of have a stake in the community in that way and I think a couple of those things just were intriguing to me that the idea of um being missional with with those around you and reaching out because having been part of some of the CrossFit classes I just saw um just a strong connection of coaching people and getting the sense of people coming to the gym looking to make their life better and You offer them a little bit of a a window to make their physical life better, but then as they get to know you, um, they ask you what you do, and they realize uh, you're a youth pastor, and you work with teens and so forth, and um, it just opens doors to um, share the gospel with them. And and so far, it's opened doors for us to kind of make connections with young life and actually the middle school Uh, the actual school district actually now comes over and they bring kids over once a week and, um, we get to run PE classes with them. So I have the young life director join me and we just sort of run PE classes with the middle schoolers for Wednesdays and, um, just to build contact work with the kids and get to know teens in the community. And some of their parents come to the gym as, um, you know, CrossFitters and so forth. So it's just all those things. It's just, um, it's a way to be known and be in the community and to know people and to uh, bridge the gaps to connect them to our church and
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that's really a huge blessing to be able to see the ministry opportunities that are outside of the church because we we do have a lot and obviously the you know the primary the primary purpose of this podcast is to be talking about serving in church but it's not just serving in church it's 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 having this mentality of service in general so as we shift gears a little bit into serving in church uh, know that you said you have a lot of uh, a lot of background in serving in both churches and nonprofits and camps a lot of ministry experience tell us a little bit about how you became a Christian uh, tell us about how how Christ found you.
1: Well, um, I was eight years old, and um, I grew up in a family where my parents were believers, and we went to church every Sunday. The experience I had coming to Christ was um, right around Easter time, and there's a a movie that I don't know if it's still on every year, but um, right around Easter, there's a movie called The Ten Commandments every year it comes on, uh, (laughs) Charlton Heston. Yes. And the the
0: big uh, bearded Charleston Heston.
1: In that movie, uh, there was the scene where the, uh, death angel came down and, and went through Egypt. And, um, you just saw this sort of green cloud coming through the streets and people would just suddenly die. And, um, you know, I knew what I was watching was about the Bible and and the thought that there could be a death angel. And then as a, a young boy, I started imagining clouds or, uh, you know, something coming to get me. And I thought, I, you know, I, I didn't want to die. And and my mom just started sharing the gospel with me and reminded me that, you know, if we if we have Jesus Christ as our Savior, then um, we don't have to fear death. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got to be a teenager and, uh, you know, I had been doing sports and so forth, but then the conflict between time between sports and um, sort of getting involved in church and a youth group. We had a really good youth group growing up, and, um, you know, I'd always looked up to the kids and teens in the youth group, and so uh, I sort of just began to choose getting involved with the youth group, and I know God just kind of kept me close with a lot of those things, and I never really wandered away in, in, in regards to that, and then as I got closer to college, I just I wanted to get to know the Lord more and, and pursued college in that way too. So yeah.
0: All right. So let's see. So you're a youth pastor up there on Woodby Island. What is, um, what is one aspect of your church that you really, really appreciate that you really, really value? Well,
1: we're all part of this community on Woodby Island. we about, uh, South would be about 3,500 to 4,000 people. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a liberal Community, but our church is full of people that uh, genuinely support each other. And so, I remember when we started going to the church, one of the things that kept us there and what um, drew us in was just being welcomed by the community. And um, uh, we had tried other churches on the island, but this was a church that um, sort of invited us into their homes, and we got to know know folks, and they got to know us, and uh, there was sort of a genuine interest. Um, we looked for a church that we lined with in, in our beliefs, and there was probably, um, you know, four or five churches on the south end of Woodbine that were were close to that. And so, but what ended up uh, causing us to stay in our community was really just that they they welcomed us quite a bit, and then um, you know provided opportunities to serve and to um, share with them what we can you know provide in ministry too. So,
0: yeah, when you think about service and work. Um, both in church and out of church. So you're working at CrossFit, you know, uh, you're working in the community, you're serving in church. How does your faith, how does Christianity filter in and through? And, and I would say, how does that affect your mentality of what service should look like both in and out of the church? The
1: biggest thing for me is that really serving the people. And there's always opportunities to serve, but sometimes you just, you have to serve the people that you don't always Uh, get along with, but you, you win the relationships often through serving them or Mm -hmm. um, going the extra mile for them in some way. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of times in service that the things that I value a lot are, are doing things with, with excellence and trying to do things the best you can. And obviously there's more things to do in this world than we really have time for, but, um, but you do kind of have to pick a couple of things and, and, and be excellent at those things and do them well. And so that when people see the service that you're, you're able to serve them with, they see um, hopefully a reflection of what Christ would do if he was serving us as well. And that when he came and served us, he, he didn't just serve us half heartedly, but he served us wholeheartedly. And and the things he did do, he, he did very well. And so um, I just try to seek to serve people with excellence as as much as I can, but also knowing that there's a limit. And sometimes you um, just fail at things because you just don't have time or, um, just because technology doesn't work and we right. don't have a microphone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Don't have a microphone. Um, if 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 I was going to ask you, what, what would you think would be the top three, top three traits of what makes a good servant, both in the church and in the community? Top three traits, what would you say?
1: Well, they're available. Um,
0: okay, you know, so people,
1: just basically uh, showing up, right? <laughs> yeah, basically showing up. And, you know, two, uh, they got to be willing to get in the trenches and kind of get out of their comfort zone. You know, yeah. I think sometimes when we come and serve where we, we serve up to where we're comfortable, but not where we're uncomfortable. And sure. you yeah. see it, you see it, you see it a lot in youth ministry because you see your leaders, they come in, um, and they're, they don't want to admit being afraid to go talk with kids. Um, mm-hmm. but they end up kind of clumping together as leaders and then they, um, you kind of have to break them up to go connect with kids. And right. um, you s- so they got to be available, but two, they got to sort of be willing to be uncomfortable. Um, and then they got to be reliable with, with things because, you know, reliable in the sense that, that, you know, y- there's all sorts of details to put together for youth activities, but then they've got to come through on those things. And, and um, so those those are really important.
0: Yeah. And I can, I can attest wholeheartedly to that as well. Just During my time as a youth pastor, I remember just the joy of having people just show up. You know, just having volunteers who were willing just to show up and be like, hey, I'm here to help. Point me towards some kids. You know, how can I invest in their lives? You know, those people were my favorite. Seeing these individuals who had such a heart for the youth in their church, a heart for the people in their church, and just showed up. They didn't care what they were doing, they didn't care in what facet they were serving, they just wanted to help. And just having that mentality, I think, in churches today, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in youth, working in the kitchens, greeting, music, whatever it is, just having that mentality of, you know what, I just want to show up and I want to help. I want to serve those around me. I want to be like Christ and make less of myself and more of other people. Simply having that mentality. I cannot stress how incredibly valuable that is for the church today. Um, How would you go about encouraging somebody who comes up to you and says, Daniel, look, I really want to serve in my church. Uh, I really want to be an encouragement. I really want to invest into my, my community of believers around me. But I just don't see the point in it. I don't see the value in it. How would you go about giving that person encouragement and showing them the value of even at the baseline, just showing up. I think
1: what we find when we get involved in the church is we, we realize we get so much more out of it Mm. ourselves. And so as much like, you know, when I, when I step in and help lead with young life, you know, sometimes I find I'm getting more out of it myself than I feel like I'm putting into it. Mm -hmm. And, um, so one of the, one of the values that you know, I like to encourage people to think about, is particularly with like youth ministry, is um, y- you'll find yourself growing more in your faith because you're getting involved, and you'll find the value in it because um, you're, you know, being pushed out of your comfort zone and you're um, doing things you didn't expect. But then the kids will, you know, come back and you'll you'll be blessed through that more than you feel like you really put into it. Um, so there's that aspect of it that you don't expect, like people don't know it when they haven't gotten into it yet. But once you do get into it and you experience it, um, they'll realize that their spiritual life is so much more blessed being part of it than if they were just, if it wasn't a part of their life. And so you you get into something and then you realize this is, this is such an important part of my life. I have to just have this part of my life because I'm serving in my church. Um, I don't think people recognize that as much. Um, You know, and sometimes the ministries in the church that, you know, really draw well are like you know, the ones that are up front, like the worship team and so forth. And,
0: right, right. You know, yep.
1: people people like those because it, it sounds cool. But um, but there's other ministries that are always needing people. And, um, you know, people in our church always comment, comment about why we're always asking for people to help in the kids' ministry and the youth ministry and mm-hmm. um, because we're always needing <laughs> it's people. Nobody,
0: it's because nobody wants to show up.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if people showed up, we, we, we wouldn't have right. to ask.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: but you need help and yeah. um you know it's many hands make light work and we, we talk about the term being missional with our faith but mm-hmm. um part of when we read the Bible and try to understand the Bible I, I can tell you that the times when I in my my life when I've not been actively searching to get involved in the church or to be involved in ministry okay. are the times when reading the Bible can be the most dry. And um, it's when we're missional and when we're trying to reach out to folks and trying to um, care for people's spiritual lives. And so many more of the pages of the Bible come out in terms of meaning and uh, the purpose of what that's there for is it it teaches me to interact with people in a missional way. You're not going to know it until you jump in.
0: I think that's one of the main reasons that individuals might not get plugged into their churches is, is because they don't feel like they are equipped to do so. They don't feel like they are equipped to, you know, we talk about just the simplicity of taking somebody out to coffee and seeing how they're doing, right, and investing in their life. There are a lot of believers that don't believe that that is something that they are equipped to do, when in actuality, that's something that God has given us all the ability to do. And just because you might not feel as if that is, how God has gifted you like you were saying um there's there's a great saying that that I really like is God God never calls the equipped he always equips the called right mm-hmm. and God isn't looking for some for people who have all their act together and have everything put together and are are just these 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 perfect people because that's none of us right God always takes us in our imperfections and in our inconsistencies And he molds us and he shapes us and he gives us the gifts and he gives us the ability to do the work that he's put us in to do, right? And having that mentality and really having that that faith that God is going to do that for you if you are faithful and you jump in and start serving, uh, that's super important, especially in churches today where service might be lacking or a mentality to serve might be lacking is no, no, you don't have to have everything all put together. You just need to trust that God is going to give you the tools to be able to do it. Um, And yeah, I I, I love what you said. Sometimes it takes you just jumping in head first and saying, okay, Lord, please use me. And you will be amazed. I, I truly believe you will be amazed about how that unfolds in your life and how when you are serving how much you get from that, right? And when you think about unbiblical reasons or misconceptions perhaps Christians can have towards church service, what are some of those, do you think?
1: Maybe some of our ulterior motives that are wrong are really related to the, our motives to um, find the ministries that are the most entertaining to us, you know, mm, and, sure, and sure. Get, get involved in those, um, or that we, we, we can... Pair the fruit of one ministry uh, or a church and look at another church that seemingly is growing, and um, you think, "Well, you should be like that." Um, but what if God is calling you to be faithful through a hard time where where you're at? And right. and those right. are are just as important um, for the kingdom of God. And um, just because you're not seeing seeing fruit, um, doesn't mean that God isn't using your church for fruit or that he doesn't have you there for a purpose. And so, right. um, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, we've been going through those seven churches that are of revelation as a church. And as I've been going through it, I've just been thinking about, you know, all the ways that we've looked at church personally to sort of assess programs and decide on their effectiveness and what should stay and what should go. And to realize that, um, revelation two to three, is really one of the clearest parts in Scripture we have of, of Jesus affirming the good and bad of churches. And we should use that, those metrics for our churches more than anything and say, hey, these are the things we should do well in, and these are the things we shouldn't.
0: It's always interesting, too, that you see, like, like you said, the churches that are affirmed are the ones that aren't necessarily having these big programs and the big light shows and the big entertainment. They are faithful. They are faithful in trials and they are holding the word of God high. Right. Yeah. And that's primary. That has to be primary in order for right. a church to be seen as successful. Uh, and it's so countercultural, too, is because our culture puts all of the stock on success in how many people do you have? How successful are your programs? Are they are they trendy? Are they up to you know are they up to the cultural snuff? And that's it's it. That's not God's economy. Right. right
1: and no, right. like look at the prophets that were in the Old Testament and um I think of Jeremiah and
0: yeah, he didn't have not, a very
1: successful ministry not but, not but, no,
0: but he, he was, didn't
1: but he was um a faithful prophet of the Lord and the Lord I mean didn't bless him with a good life that we would look upon but he was blessed because he w- he walked with the Lord and
0: and and see Daniel those are the those are the people that I look up to when I, when I look for encouragement and I look for, you know, if I'm being discouraged in a ministry or I'm feeling as if I'm not, uh, you know, what, what I'm doing is not valued. I, I look to the examples we have in scripture and the men and women I see in scripture being faithful with the little that God gave them and how that pleased the Lord. Right. And those are really inspiring to me. And it's, it's the perfect segue into when Danny, when you think about Christians, that inspire you to be more like Christ, that inspire Mm -hmm. you to follow Christ harder and faster than you do now, Um, either that are in your life right now or Christians that you've read or listened to, whatever. (laughs) Um, Who, who are those Christians for you? And what are the traits that they possess that really encourage you to be more like Christ?
1: Yeah. Well, um, you know, I looked at my, our lead pastor right now, our senior pastor, and one of the things I really value about him is um, probably a weakness of mine, but a strength of his, in that he just he is very um, flexible with his time. When people are in need, or someone comes in and wants to talk to him, he he's just freely open to just dropping everything and and spending time with them that they need. He values sort of the relationship over the program. I see that as a strength in him and something that's really really valuable to our church and to the people and the needs of our, of our church, but also like, you know, if a stranger walks in as a need and he just drops everything and we'll spend time with them. And, um, you know, it's, it's just an interesting trait that I've just, I've watched over the last, uh, year and just felt like I've, um, you know, that's something that I I can always be working on is being available to, to other people.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's great, man. That's great. So <clears throat> you've been in ministry a while. You and I have actually served in some ministry together. Uh, and I know you have some of these. We all do, especially being in youth ministry. Give me one of the funniest or most unforgettable church experiences you've ever had. I know you've been in camp ministry as well. I'll throw that in because camp ministry (laughs) is a completely different beast uh, with his own set of stories. So I will throw that one in as well uh, to make it easier for you. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I remember I had this um, staff member at camp, so I thought, you know, I'm going to take him out for ice cream at at Dairy Queen. And this is of course before my, Time at CrossFit. So, um, it was a time when I could to eat ice cream, but I took him out for ice cream and we got all the way there and we ordered our ice cream. And I said, you know what? I, uh, I think I left my wallet back at the camp. And I said, would you like to buy my ice cream for me? <laughs> so, you know, one of those experiences of working with someone and spend some time with them. And, um, when you finally do, you just, um, you have them buy ice cream for you. And sure enough, they did. And, um, to this day i will say that josh Loftus always reminds me that he <laughs> um buys buys me ice cream at dairy queen so um that that's was because my, that was because, a pretty funny story
0: that's because it happened more than once daniel <laughs> i have at least at least two occasions in which i showed up to dairy queen with you uh just to chat and to hang out. And you did not have your wallet. (laughs) I remember, I remember backing, having almost to back off the ferry, the ferry boat, because you had left your wallet in my car. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. You left it in my car. I had to pull it out. I was the last car on the ferry. I had to get out of my car, grab the, grab your wallet, run over to the edge of the ferry. And the ferry workers are like waving me off. They're like, what are you doing? We're just about to take off. I'm like, no, this guy's wallet, he's right there. They see you running over, and they were really mad. But they let me like reach over the pylon and hand you your wallet, and then I got back in my car. Um, I kind of forgot you about just, that one too. You have, you know what? You need to you need to start doing the uh, the the wallet that's just on your iPhone. You know, like just all your cards are right there; they're all right there. You can just scan your cards, Apple Pay or whatever it is. It's because uh, you and wallets, man. Um, you tell you what? You part ways a lot. Yeah,
1: it's it's kind of part of that camp life. You know, when you go to camp, you just you put your wallet away and you just do camp. And that's
0: right. Yeah,
1: and you never <laughs> and have no, your wallet. And, on you. And
0: literally nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but re- so, is that, that was your story? A pretty funny story. Okay, well, that fine. Was the, we'll, that was we'll, the we'll first go. one that came to my mind. <laughs> oh, no, that works. That's fine. <laughs> oh that's fine um you know we we, (laughs) we've come to the end of the podcast anyway um we are we're just about there and uh but not done yet because now daniel it is time for the monday hot takes and that is when i ask you a, a series of random questions and you give me the first thing that pops into your head you ready for these okay let's do it
1: all right let's do it i mean if you really want that
0: yeah
1: <laughs> okay you might actually we, want the second or third thing but we'll go with one we, of the top three
0: yeah okay all right sounds good sounds good uh but the first one's always the best one um let's see favorite movie favorite movie uh there's
1: uh the movie amazing grace uh i can't remember when it came out but uh, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah okay yep
1: there's one yep. i was in seminary but that's my favorite
0: all right favorite band slash
1: musical artist i'm not really a music guy I mean, I don't know who my favorite are. It's probably like a Josh Gerels or um
0: yeah, I've heard a lot of buzz like that. about that guy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of buzz about the Girls guy. All right. Uh what what's the worst book you've ever read?
1: The worst book I've ever read? Um, well I've been reading a lot of kids books recently with to my toddler, but um <laughs> I, Well, I, you know The Shack was pretty bad. I read that. <laughs> <laughs> took me for, took me forever to read it just because it's just like, really, really? I kept reading it. Really?
0: I'm actually surprised you finished it, man. Like I got into chapter like one and I was like, ah, oh, no, no, this is whack. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like, felt, like, honestly, like obligated to finish it. sure. Yeah. 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 And I lost the obligation. Like even the desire to like, want to know what this was so that I could refute it, like was not strong enough to have me finish that book um all right uh what's uh what's the best part about mondays
1: it's the one day of the week i'm not sore i'll say that
0: because oh, you haven't started or, yet I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I coach monday through friday and by the time i get to saturday i'm so sore and by the i get two days to rest before monday and so it's the one day a week i'm finally not sore
0: uh favorite food
1: uh pistachios
0: pistachios, really? Pistachio- nah, just well, the- right
1: now it's like, it's somewhere between pistachios and like, um, Zach's beef jerky.
0: Oh, okay. If you all try, Have
1: right. you tried Zach's be- beef jerky, uh, not, I not haven't had Zach's. No,
0: is it good? Have,
1: but they have this, this slab jerky that's really good. It, it doesn't taste like cardboard or anything. It's just, um, all right. uh, I don't know between, between the pistachios and the beef jerky. They're always just a great
0: snack. Okay. So, all right. All right. Well, yeah. I thought it was a prerequisite to be in CrossFit that, everything tasted like cardboard. No. No. (laughs) All right. Fair fair enough. Uh, Let's see. Um, Least favorite food.
1: Mushrooms, olives. Those are pretty
0: awful. Uh, Let's see. Nuts and cookies. Yes or no? Yeah. Why not? Because so many reasons, but that's okay. More. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, Mac. Well, I'm not. (laughs) I was going to ask you Mac or Windows. Um, I know it's Mac for you. It's just old Macs, like 2011 they Keep Macs that it keep running and your I'll, headphones I'll don't you, work with it.
1: Yeah. My headphones don't work with it, but I, I will say that, you know, so it was like a year and a half ago, my Mac Mini was giving me a error on its hard drive, but I found a new hard drive for a hundred
0: bucks for it. Where'd you find this hard drive? Like, like an alleyway in the back of CrossFit gym? Like what? It was it was a small small little place on Whidbey Island. No, I I just ordered
1: it on online and
0: all right. So your Mac is just a really really ripped zombie then. Yeah, it's dead. It's just like it's just shredded. Okay, fair. Yeah. What's your go to karaoke song? Uh, down by the bay. <laughs> down by the bay. Really? Do you want me to all sing right. it for you? I, no, I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm good. I'm just 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 the uh I have it in my head going right now with you, with you, with you singing it. Um let's see. What's the best advice you've ever been given? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> the Sunday. That um, is literally the second grade Sunday school answer.
1: <laughs> the best I mean, the best advice I've, I was given was uh at camp was to memorize scripture and Um my best advice to other people who are struggling with anything in their Christian life, or even like whether it be anxiety or fear or like they want to become more wise and discerning is just to get in the habit of memorizing scripture all the time.
0: Oh that yep, that's fantastic advice. All right, last question. Uh when you get into heaven, other than Christ, of course, who is the first person that you are going to meet? Um I
1: you know, I hope to see my wife in heaven. You know, it'd be nice to reconnect. Okay, all right, yeah. You're talking you know about like what a I mean? person?
0: Somebody that you don't have contact with right now. How about that?
1: Adam would be a good one.
0: Really? Adam? That's who you're picking? I
1: don't know who I'm picking. <laughs> I haven't picked anybody. I'm just talking okay. about people.
0: Well, pick somebody. Come on, come on. Cooperate with the podcast here. This is literally the last question. Okay. We're so close to being done. Hang in there. I realize this is hard, but... Okay, I'm just I, asking you I'm, to pick I'm, a I'm Bible gonna character. Pick
1: yes, pick oh, i was going to Yes, pick one. I was going to pick Jim Elliott, but you want me to pick a Bible character?
0: No, um, no, 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 no. It doesn't have to be. Jim Elliott's cool. Fine, fine. I'm I, not going to pick Jim pick Elliott. Spur- he's not a Bible I character. I pick Spurgeon. Why? Why Spurgeon? No. No, don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim Elliott's awesome. I would actually really like to talk Jim Elliott, too. Yeah, yeah. He is, his story is... Yeah. that's It's I it's very inspiring. I that there's...
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that in heaven there's some good sandwich shops in heaven, you know, That's and there's right. people you can just you can just walk into the sandwich shop or cafe and just sit down and have like a nice conversation.
0: Nice and, heavenly you know. ra- ham on rye. Yeah, like can we can we do a brown bag lunch with Jim Elliott or something like that? A brown bag lunch. <laughs> you are such a '90s kid, man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Well, hey, <laughs> Daniel, we have come to the end of our time together. It's been a joy. Uh, it's always fun getting together with me and talking, man. Even if, um, even if we're not sharing a blizzard, which it sounds like that's never going to happen again with you being a CrossFit guy. But at least I don't you know, have to worry about you forgetting your wallet. Someday we're going to share a piece of beef jerky or two. We, two yes, that's right. We will have some uh, some Zach's beef Gosh. jerky together. Yeah, uh, all all will be right with the world again. Yes. So, hey, thanks for being on the podcast with me, man. I really appreciate it. All
1: right. No problem.
0: All right, everyone. You can uh, head over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five star rating. If you do not mind, we really appreciate that. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. We are there. Head over to facebook.com slash Podcast for more info. Thank you all for joining us in the trenches today. And we will catch you on the next step, as always, of Everyday a Monday.